ready to the extended cut. We have a treat for you. All of our campus pastors are joining me today. How exciting. Derek, Trey, Ryan, and Ross. Holler. Holler. It's great. So we're all here. It's been a big day uh, on Sunday. So thought it'd be good for our folks to hear what was going across all of our different locations. Ross, we'll start with you. Irmo. Tell everybody what you did, how many came out, what was great, what was bad, what was amazing. Go for it. Yeah, the good, the bad, the ugly. It really should be that I, I go last, Russell, because uh, you say the best for last, you know? But I'm wow. Sh- wow. No? No, I, we'll just start with you because you're on my right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, we had a uh, person in our church with a law firm. And behind their law firm, downtown, like at the center of Irmo, is a big tree and a grass lot of about an acre. So he suggested that we meet out there behind his, you know, law firm and use the bathrooms of the law firm. So it worked out perfectly. We had the bathrooms of the law firm, and we had power right there because of the law firm. And then we had this big tree under which we were able to meet. And we did a very simple setup. We only had one mic. We only had one guitar. And somebody obviously leading worship. And then we had uh, about 55 people. Everybody sat on one side of the tree instead of both sides of the tree. And our mics, our speakers were set up for, you know, both. And so everybody kind of got one speaker. They got a, a less high-quality auditory experience so they only got to hear half of you they only got to hear half of me yeah and uh that was uh probably just fine so when you talk about under a tree you mean all 55 people under the shade of this tree on sunday morning it's a big old tree you text me if you if you would like a picture that's awesome yeah i uh i we were really blessed and people brought their lawn chairs, their blankets. Kids sat on blankets. Kids played a little bit over the behind the tree. It was a really simple um, but enjoyable service. Very different. People had a lot of positive things to say about it. Um, I'm not saying that uh, it was the best sermon ever, but it was a really good day. Kind of nice to be back after those two months of not being able to gather. So people excited. Yeah, people were excited. I got some texts about people just really having enjoyed it. Hope we can do it again this Sunday, you know, being, you know. Chance of rain and all. That's right. Maloney, Rocky Creek, man, I heard you guys had a good turnout, and you preached three mini-sermons. Tell us about it. Yeah, we did have a good turnout. Um, We met on the front lawn of our new building, which was fun for people to I think people were, uh, it's the first time they've left our house and said, okay, it only took me this many minutes to get to where we're ultimately going to be. So I heard some Leesville folks say it took seven minutes to get to church this morning, which is awesome. And you were meeting in front of your facilities, yep, in the in big the, yard. In the big grass, grassy lot, and uh, people brought chairs and blankets, and Daryl Frick got us to hook up on, on a stage, same stage that was used here in Lexington. He had a connection, and uh, Tracy Yance, our kids coordinator, made some coloring sheets that kind of went with the sermon, and so we we had a family style worship service, which was a which was a bunch of fun. So the adults got to color, and that was great too. So. That's right. Which 
Yeah, I mean, you know, the sermons aren't really in depth, so uh, worked out great. And uh, no, it was really good. Um, I think for us having as many kids as we have, it was just nice for parents to get their kids out of the house. Yeah. It'd be something safe to do, and because it was such a big lot, even if your kid was talking a little bit, it wasn't wasn't a major distraction or anything. So it was a good Sunday. Our worship guys did a really good job of. They stayed up on stage the whole time, and we just kind of bounced back and forth between teaching and worship to try to keep the the flow going and the kids interested. And, uh, yeah, it was a good day. Had a, had a great turnout. Talk about the uh, the family that across the highway checking you out. Yeah, that was cool. So we have a house right across Highway 1, and they we looked across, and they had set up their chairs in the front yard, and we're listening, and we're participating and and so that was cool so we we sent some folks over to invite them for next week and took them a little gift card andrea crick did that so uh we're, we're excited about going to that part of the the community that part of lexington gilbert leesville area and had some had our building open afterwards so people could walk through and see the demo that's been done um so it was a good day it was, it was, it was a really good day awesome Trey, you guys uh, got a chance to meet on the courthouse lawn there in Saluda. Yes, sir, we did. Uh, bright and early out there, setting up 7 o'clock in the morning, courthouse lawn right in the middle of town, middle of Main Street. It was just a nice setup. Everything went pretty well for us. Um, our good news is our worship leader, Jeremy Yoder, him and his wife, Hannah, had their third child um, the other day, so he wasn't able to be there. So Kevin was leading worship for us, but they had their child, Creed Eli. Definitely want to give a shout-out to them and say congratulations on the child. Um, my wife stepped up to the plate, Allie, and led worship and did a beautiful job. Uh, I didn't realize that she had never really led like that, did an amazing job, and I was just so proud of her that uh, she stepped out of her comfort zone just to get up there and lead. But uh, we had a good time. We had kids all over the place. We had kids in the trees on the courthouse hanging around. Uh, just a good feel out there. We had a good time. About 100 folks? About 100 folks, yep. 99 to be exact, um, which is pretty good. Um, we were glad. We still have a lot of people in our church that are having to be careful mm. um, with the COVID-19, and so they're being cautious. We had one actually drive up and sit on the side yeah. and, and watch, um, but we had others that were at home, and we miss them, but we want them to be safe and yeah. feel good, but it it, it was cool. It uh, went really well. We're the only ones, I think, that didn't have a stage other than Ross's 500-foot tree that he's talking about, yeah. but we were able to <laughs> spread out really wide on the stage, and yeah. uh, it was a good feel. Um, I really liked it a lot. That's good. And uh, for those that didn't know, we, we had a close call about you being able to preach or not on a Sunday. And so yeah. you uh, were exposed to COVID. Your your mom has battled it twice now. Yep, twice. And because you clearly in close contact with her, you got tested and didn't find out your results until 6 o'clock Sunday morning that you were good to go. And you were holding John on the hook to know if he was going to have to preach for you. But you're cleared. You're COVID-free. Yep. And uh, you preached on Sunday. So. I did. It was uh, checking my app nonstop for a Friday, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, stayed up to try to see if I could get results Saturday night. And luckily, there was a person I do call an angel, let me know <laughs> a Sunday morning that I was good to go. Um, but I will tell you that uh, um, it's, you got to be careful with it, you know, how, yeah. how, how, how quick it can spread but um the test uh i feel for people to have to take the test it's yeah. not the funnest thing in the world but 
Um, it's different. So yeah, yeah. There you go. Glad you're healthy, Derek. How was White Knoll? It was amazing. Um, the energy was so high. Our people were so so excited to be back together. Um, it's probably one of the things I even underestimated. Uh, I grossly underestimated. Uh, how badly our people needed to get together and be around each other. Um, it was it was great. It was obvious that God was smiling on on our time there. Uh, it was a little overcast. There was a, a cool breeze blowing. It was just it was it was amazing. We had a great time. You guys met out there on the front porch of your facilities on Platte Springs Road. So all of us were outside and. Uh, had two services, 100 people between the two of them. And Absolutely. Yeah, people, truckers were honking during worship, kind of give you some <laughs> agreement. I guess that's a one way to give an amen, huh? Oh, yeah. It was it was good. It was um, really good to be back uh, in the community, uh, or at least visible, uh, back visible in the community in that way. So really thankful for that and look forward to continuing to do the same it's good. Yeah, Lexington, we were out in the uh, parking lot. We were hoping to be in the amphitheater, but that didn't work out. So three services, uh, 8 and 9.30 and 11. Uh, wow. Ryan mentioned in the stage, we did that. I got a little sunburn as that 9.30 service and 11.30 or 11 service were uh, getting warm, toasty. I was sweating quite a bit up there. So uh, that was fun, but I sweat inside. So you know I'm going to make it happen. Nearly 400 folks, so we're excited about it. It was good um, and anxious to build on this and see what kind of momentum we, we continue to build upon as we, you know, try to understand uh, regathering, right? It's been kind of weird to even say that and understand it. So um, all in all, good stuff. Mm. We'll do it again on Sunday for sure. Uh, we, we're in this series of Philippians, but before we get to that, I thought it might be good just to go around and talk about the challenges because there's some different things. Preaching outside, uh, we typically don't have kids in the room with us or with, with our, uh, our parents. Uh, we had, you know, an abbreviated service. At least we tried to have an abbreviated service where recognizing with all the distractions and, you know, cars and traffic, all that. So, Derek, we'll start with you. What were what were some of the challenges of preaching on Sunday? Were there any? Uh, I felt like the situation in our setup in particular uh, lended itself to what we were trying to do. So I would say that we didn't have any true challenges. Um, if I had to say something, um, just traffic, people driving by, uh, and, and the, a little noise there, but it was definitely not a distraction. So I was thankful for that. Good. What about you, Trey? I think it went well. Uh, I forgot to say, like Derek, our people were very excited to be there. Mm -hmm. um, they, they, they were just happy. Uh, the weirdest thing for me was in Saluda, our stage setup, you're just so close to the people. Mm. And on the courthouse, they were so far away. Mm. And so it's like usually you have that um, span that you view. You know, we got our little areas that we look at and – it was so far away. It was just it, – it, it challenges you to be more engaging, and you got to have more energy to try the further people were away. And so uh, I thought it went well, but, you know, just with that, I need to interact with the kids better. I tried that a little bit, and I think it was like a good swing and a miss. Um, so uh, – but 
you know, I want to be able to probably take the approach like Ron Maloney does and like break it up into three segments and try to be a more interactive where the kids understand what's going on and uh, try that out this week. See how it goes. It's good. Yeah. Maloney, getting some props. The way you broke your sermon up in three equal sections, eight minutes apiece. He called me Ron. Ron. You know the story about Ron? I do know the story about Ron. Why don't you tell everybody? So I met Steve Spurrier last year, and I was excited to meet him. So I go up, and I said, hey, coach, I'm, he's, I said, I'm, I'm uh, Ryan Maloney. He said, I'm Steve Spurrier. It's really nice to meet you, Ron. So Trey calls me Ron and just thinks it's hilarious. It's not that funny. Well, he just needs a little humility every yeah. now and then. So we, we, had same, uh, we had the same challenges. The, the traffic was one. Like, we had a loud motorcycle go by at one point, and you yeah. really just have to stop and yeah. wait for him to go because there's no hearing yourself. Uh, we, we had 270 people, which we were thrilled with, but I bet 70 of them were kids. Yeah. So that's uh, – it really wasn't as challenging as I thought it was going to be. We've done a Christmas Eve service out there. Mm. And the Christmas Eve, uh, Christmas Eve service, it literally felt like while you were talking, nobody was listening. Mm. Like people are rolling around. People were in line for coffee in the back. And, and this Sunday didn't feel anything like that. It felt much more Sunday morning-esque. Uh, it's funny. I say that, and then I talk to some of the moms afterwards, and they're like, you seriously didn't hear my kid? I'm like, no, I really didn't. So, yeah. uh, trying to get parents to relax and realize that kids are going to be kids. And so overall, I thought, I thought it went well. Um, yeah, that that was it. I, I, no real challenges. I would say the traffic. Um, it got a little hot, so you start thinking how you know you go into June doing this. Do you back the service time up a little bit to try to beat the heat? Mm. Some of the conversations we'll be having, but overall, it was a good day. Ross, what about you, man? Well, if you can imagine a tree, you know, it creates shade on all sides, which is a circle. And if you have a circle, it's confusing where you put the stage. Because theoretically, you can put the stage anywhere, but you got the tree in the way. So you have to, like, put a stage on half of the circle. And so it doesn't make for good. It's just not right. So the, uh, the tree is a blessing, but it presents some interesting challenges so when you build your when we build our church we're definitely not going to put like a tree in the middle of it yeah that's good <laughs> you uh you ended up with shade though and so the shade right. is man it's invaluable i would take i would take your issue of trying to figure out where to put stage because a little shade would have been nice yeah i mean i got sunburned yeah yeah i'm gonna, I'm gonna have to make sure our I, situation was better than y'all's yeah well so uh, for me, the biggest challenge is when you crack a joke and you cannot hear the people laugh. Not that they laugh at my jokes anyway, but you're kind of hoping that you might get a sympathy laugh. I couldn't hear it because just people were so far away from the stage. Mm-hmm. And there's, you can't hear people, like, agreeing with you. Mm-hmm. No amens, no... And so it was, it was really difficult to, to do that. I, I just I realized how much I enjoy that just like you said Trey that close interaction so the social distancing is is rough for Mm. preaching when you think about it's not just a one-way street I recognize that it is it truly is a two-way street that I I I like to read body language the the audible response any of that is so helpful and 
when mm-hmm. cars are driving by and people are so far away from the stage and our stage was so high, mm-hmm. you just don't get any of that. And uh, yeah, the the other challenge is we like we all like to preach the Bible, and we don't want to get away from that. Yeah. But when you have kids out there, when you have cars riding by, when you have maybe a little bit less attention span than you normally have, you feel like maybe you can't quite go into the history of the text as much as you would want to, yeah. or this word means this. I mean, you literally have kids playing Legos right in front of you. Yeah. So trying to story it a little bit more, try, still preaching the Bible, yeah. but it, cha- it really does change the way you prepare because you're, you're having that in your back. What if I was sitting out there? How's this guy going to keep my attention for 25 minutes? Yeah, it's really good. And that gets us to the text. So we were preaching the first 11 verses of Philippians chapter 3, and I think all of us felt the weight of, hey, you're not going to be able to preach every nook and cranny of these 11, 12 verses. You're going to have to, you're going to have to kind of whittle it down, get to some main themes, and really hone in on what you want to focus on. And so um, I thought that was a that that in and of itself is a challenge for several of us who really like to break down every part of the text. So. Ross, uh, maybe give us the overview, maybe the the 30-second version of your main point of the sermon, and then if you had had five or ten more minutes, what would you have loved to have spent some time on? Uh, sure. My sermon was really about how to secure your joy. Do you have joy? How do you secure your joy? And the text itself sort of lays out how, you know, Paul's sort of telling the people, here's, you know, the joy of your salvation is so important. Here's how you can secure that. And um, so I talked about, uh, you know, that. One thing I didn't really have time to go deep into was um, this idea of putting confidence in putting, we put no confidence in the flesh. Hmm. It says we put no confidence in the flesh, but we glory in Christ Jesus. And I just like, you know, maybe the listener has already got the point. Our society talks about self-esteem and self-confidence all the time. Yeah. And I would, I would call it partially our contemporary religion. Hmm. And I found a quote online. It says, um, everything you have in your life is a result of your belief in yourself and the belief that it's possible. That is, a, that is an American statement. Yeah. Your belief in yourself. And, but I think if you were to ask Paul, he would say, I don't believe in myself. I believe in God. I don't have I don't have self esteem as much as I have God esteem, and I don't put confidence in what I can do, but what in God can do. And I, I think that if you the quickest way to lose your joy is to put your confidence in yourself, because you're not going to get far with that. So mm-hmm. I would have gone more into the cultural stuff there. Yeah, but, that's strong. Yeah, and I did a little bit, you know. It's good. Maloney, what about you? Overarching theme, kind of your big main point, and if you'd have had a little bit more time, what would you have done? Yeah, I would say the, the, the big theme was this idea that we rely and we rest in what Christ has done and not in our human effort. So focusing kind of on the middle part of that passage where Paul says, I used to think following the rules, I used to think my, my resume was what was valuable, and now I consider those things worthless compared to what Christ has done. Hmm. So we spent most of our time around that idea of, um, you know, re- relying, resting, 
Uh, we talked a good bit about the power of the resurrection, that you actually have that inside of you. When's the last time you thought about that? that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead you have. And Paul says, I want more of that. Uh, we talked a little bit about, okay, so I can rely and rest. Some of us here, we don't hear rest. We hear lazy. Mm. We hear, I just live my life however I want. And uh, that's not what Paul says. Paul says, the response is, I want to know him. I want to know him more. I want to tap into his power more. Uh, and then really sets us up pretty well for this coming week where he, he really gives us his response to what Jesus has done. So, um, yeah, a lot, a lot of things left out, but that was kind of the general theme. That's good. What about you, Trey? Yeah, I mainly hit on the point of I came asking, what are you relying on as your righteousness? Uh, what do you think makes you right with God? Is it, is it the works that you do, or is it just ultimately Jesus Christ? And after that, I um, tried to get to the point of once we realize what makes us righteous, what, do we prioritize things the right way in our lives? What are we valuing? Because um, Paul was talking about, like, everything was gained to me, but I consider it all a loss compared to Christ. So what are we considering a loss for the sake of Christ? And then lastly, at the end, it was just, uh, okay, because of that, what goals are we aiming for? And if anything is short of Jesus Christ, then we need to be willing to recast our goals and set new goals for ourselves. I'm trying to set up for this week as we continue to play on that with the goals. I just, uh, like Ryan said, Ross, I wish I had more time. Uh, I really wanted to dig into the meat of when Paul was talking about his, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, his resume of what made all these gains that he had. Because I really think there's some good stuff there that like, when you look at our righteousness is not about our, our rituals or, or our color of our skin or our rank and a lot of the stuff that we as people take pride in in ourselves, um, thinking that it makes us right with God. Uh, I just wish uh, I could have got a little bit more into that, a little bit more deeper um, because I think that, that that hits at home at some point if we, we're all guilty at some point or another viewing ourselves in one of those areas of relying on that to make us right, instead of just full belief in Jesus Christ and resting in him. That's good. Derek, what about you? Uh, same thing, uh, but just obviously we all word it differently and talk about it differently, but um, the same idea that I am saved and made right with Christ by what he did for me, um, not by what I've done for him. I grew up in a, a church where most people's assessment of their righteousness was actually just an assessment of their own effort. Um, I think about that if someone made, if you were to make a movie about your own righteousness or if someone made a movie about their righteousness, what, what would that movie be about? You know, would it be about people you've helped, um, things that you've done, times you've shared the gospel or would it just be a movie of the cross and um paul gives light to that and i don't, I don't know I, even in my own weakness i catch myself at times even in thinking about my own righteousness i, I think about the things that i've done and i think man i'm i'm, I'm good I'm, I'm doing okay just because of the things i've done and it's i'm not okay because of what i've done i'm okay because of the cross and so 
something that we can, I think we can all learn from, and it's just a great reminder. It's good. Yeah, for me, I, I had, uh, I was really struck by the fact that Paul says his goal is to know him and uh, just, and we're going to see it this week as he says, I, I haven't attained this. I'm, I'm not fully mature. I'm still growing. Um, for me, the, if I'd have had a little more time, it would have been fun to go to those places in Acts where Paul hears from Jesus multiple times. Like he, he, he's, he meets him in Acts chapter 9, but then these vision after vision after vision where Jesus speaks to him or how he's caught up in the third heaven or read the place in Galatians where it says he got this by revelation from Christ. And it would have been fun to go through that to talk about you know, you want to talk about a resume. He had a resume for being a Pharisee and a Jew, but he also has a resume for being a guy who has intimate knowledge of the risen Savior. And it would have been fun to go through that um, and spend a little bit more time unpacking a guy who, even though he has all of that exposure and all of that that time with Christ, he still wants to know him. So... Um, Anyway, just uh, one of those deals, like you said, you don't, you can't get into all those details. Not only that, but you know, we're we're used to Bibles on the screen, and so there's so many so so many passages you can write on the on the paper and flipping back and forth. It, all of that just becomes really difficult to do in our setting. Yeah, and, and you know, with the circumcision piece in verse two, you know, you got you got all these kids out there. You you could have gone a little more in detail about what was happening back then at the time, what these dogs that Paul calls them were saying and teaching. Uh, I I did want to get y'all's thoughts on this just because I thought it was funny. So one of the commentaries talked about, you know, so the dogs are these opponents of God's truth, right? Like these, these guys that are saying you got to do these extra things or whatever. So uh, one commentary talked about mailmen and they said how like current day postmen, right? They deliver news, and who gives them trouble? A dog. Dogs. Did you see that in any of your reading? Mm. So this guy was making the tie, like, see, like, dogs give mailmen trouble. And that's really what you are as Christians. You're delivering good news, but watch out for these dogs. And I was like, you know what? That's probably a stretch. <laughs> preaches, yeah. preaches okay, but wow. probably a little bit of a stretch. Anyway, it's probably a commentary you gave us, Russell, to read. <laughs> I was about to say, we probably need to double-check the where did you get that off of? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man. Crazy. Any closing thoughts, fellas? We excited about Sunday as we, we, we think through the rest of chapter three and a chance to do week two of this regathering. Any, any closing thoughts you're dying to share? Do your anti-rain dance. That's yeah. right. Whatever that is. Yeah. Do it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. So uh, Pray for definitely... Hate to have a damper put on this thing week two right off the bat, but it looks like a lot of rain in the forecast, so we'll figure that out. Be on a be on the lookout for emails and Facebook posts and other things to let you know what our plans are. Download the app. Yeah, if it's you haven't, download the app. We're pushing that. The new Radius app, Trey. It's the yes. no, it's not the new app. It's just make sure you have the Radius app. Yeah, it's uh, if you're looking for it in the app store, Radius SC. And that'd be fantastic to download that rascal. And uh, we really want to start doing notifications through that. I think that's what 
what Trey's trying to get at. So if you hadn't downloaded it, please do it. That'd be great. Well, fellas, thank you. Uh, I know we got a busy week ahead as we plan for this round two and trying to get back after it. So that's good stuff. Thanks again, and we'll do it again next week. Bye.